Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Tell It Abs It Is podcast, your home for everything Colorado Avalanche on the Hockey Podcast Network. The Colorado Avalanche have won the Stanley Cup. Raymond Barr, a dream, has come true. Featured ahead, McKinnon racing and shoots and scores! Nathan McKinnon! President Jim Here's your hosts, Griffin Youngs and Christian Boulay. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of the Tell It's Abs It Is podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network. I'm Griffin Youngs, joined by Christian Boulay. As always, Christian the Curse is over. It's ended. I was at Ball Arena, and the Avalanche won a hockey game. They win game four in overtime, 3-2. to two. Nazem Kadri, in his first game back, scores the overtime winning goal, and the Colorado Avalanche are one win away from the Stanley Cup, and they can do it at home. Yeah, no, I definitely was a little nervous for you at the beginning because it was not looking good in the first period. Um, so I thought the curse was going to live on, but I, I'm still in shock of what we just watched. Um, I, I'm going to sound a lot like John Cooper in this podcast where I just may leave early, um, but holy shit, what a win. And it had to be Nazem Kadri. There was no one else to score that goal yeah. other than Nazem Kadri. I, w- I was overzealous in saying he'd score the cup winner. I mean, this is just as big. Yeah. As a, that is going to go down in the, the history books of Avalanche lore forever. First game back, overtime winner that no one saw him score. Nope. Like, I have the video of, of us reacting. I had no idea that puck was in the net. Nobody did for a solid, like, 10 seconds. Yeah, and then all of a sudden just cut to Byram and, uh, or I forget who it was, the defenseman, just mobbing Kadri. I'm like, wait! And then the goal horn went off, and you're like, holy shit, we scored! Yeah. And then you see the replay, and it's like, oh, okay. He, he roofed it he and got it stuck it. in the top of the net. It's like the Patrick Kane goal in 2010 when they won the cup yeah. off of that. It was you, unreal, dude. You can just hear me in the video just going from dead silence, just, what, what, what? Like, just losing my mind, because yeah. I, I had no idea what just happened. I thought it was going to be one of those goals where it, like, maybe trickled over the goal line, and, like, we'd have to go through a lengthy review to see if it would went in. Uh, no, that was clearly Clear, clear as net. day. Clearly in the net. And should we just talk about, let, let's just get this out of the way right now. The end of the game had a little bit of controversy. Quote-unquote controversy. Quote-unquote controversy, according to John Cooper. Did the Avs have six guys on the ice? Yes. But I would argue that that player is changing and they are within five feet of the bench. And by John Cooper's logic, Tampa has seven players yes. on the ice in so, that case. Also, no impact on the play whatsoever. The no. only time you can make that argument is when Kadri is already receiving the pass from Arturi Lekkanen and is loose. No impact on the play whatsoever. No impact on to, the play. To blow that dead or call that back would be a fucking travesty. Yeah. It would have been a brutal call. And... I get why John Cooper's saying that because yeah, he's a lawyer. He's a lawyer. He, he's trying to drum up sympathy for his team. They're yeah. down three to one, and they don't know how to act. Yeah, they don't know how to act, and this is—it's going to be damn near. Like, I'm still going to give them a chance because we talked it's, about this in Tampa previous episodes. No team has been able to pick yeah. up the fourth win, but no team has ever had three chances. Three to do one it. for the Avs to lose three straight. That would be that would be an epic for collapse. a team that has not lost two in a row in the yeah. playoffs. That would be an epic collapse. 
Um, so I get why he's freaking out. He, he did kind of sound... I've been seeing some tweets saying he was sounded like he was in a eulogy for yeah, his team. It, he sounded like the season was already yeah. over. That they'd lost the, the series on that goal. Yeah. And, I mean, I, I think if I was a Tampa fan, I'd be feeling the same way. I'd feel a little pissed off, but... Once we dive into the game, you'll understand why Avs fans were pissed off in the first minute of the game. Yeah, because Tampa that, got a goal at 30 seconds in. That shouldn't have counted. Yeah, it shouldn't have counted. And by the letter of the law, it wasn't a call. And by the letter of the law, since a player is he's on the ice but he's changing, it's not a penalty that the Avs could have been called for at the end of the game. There's nothing there. I mean, even Nazem Kadri at the end was like, I don't know what he's trying to say. Like, I don't know the what puck the, puck was in the, the puck's in the back of the net. Also, the Avs hit two posts in that overtime yeah. and dominated the overtime. Tampa was not going to win Tampa that looks game. slow They looked slow exhausted. If Tampa has one weakness in their last three runs, it's overtime. They're very bad at them. Yeah. They lose them a lot. I think in their last run, to when they won their last cup last year, they didn't win a single one. I'm pretty sure they went 0 for 4 because they lost game three to Florida. They lost Game 3 to Carolina. They lost Game 6 to the Islanders. And they lost Game 4 to Montreal. And they won Game 6 against Toronto this year and lost Game 1 to us and now Game 4. That's I totally just lost count of what I just said. But they've won one in their last two years. They're not good at overtime in the playoffs. They aren't good. And, I mean, the first period was... Do you have anything else you want to talk about the too many men on the ice call? Not really. I really don't think there's much to say. I don't think so either. I I think it is a former lawyer trying to drum up sympathy for his team. And you know what? Respect. He's trying to do everything he can. He's trying to do everything he can. I I get why he's saying that. I do. I do. I get it. There's going to be conversation about this for the next couple of days. But at the end of the day, the guys at the bench, by their logic, Tampa has too many men as well. It did not affect the play whatsoever. Like, it's, it's not like... I, I didn't. I couldn't even tell who the guy was at the bench. I didn't look at the picture that closely. I think it's JT Comfort. Yeah, but it's not like Kemper feeds it to Comfort, who is tra- changing and then finds Kadri for the breakaway. The play is happening on the yeah. other side of the ice. It has no impact whatsoever. Yeah, zero. So I agree. I don't think that that it should be as much controversy as it's causing, but. It's going to cause... I mean, the media needs something to talk about. They're yeah. going to talk about it. Because the series could be over on Friday. Right. It could be over on Friday. The Avalanche could be hoisting the Stanley Cup on home ice. And that's not good for media. No. Because they want their extra paychecks for a 6-7 and seven game series. So, I I don't think... I think the refs made the right call. And we can, you can talk about the refs in this game. The refs were truly atrocious in this game. To be fair, on both sides. Yeah, they um, were terrible. They were bad. And they, I think it was intentional. Yeah, they just said, fuck it. We got two power plays for each team. That's good. We're good. No more calls. Because in the third period, I counted at least five penalties. Yeah, they let they let both teams get away with murder mm-hmm. in this game. And, I mean, I tweeted that out during the game. I was like, honestly, if you're not going to call anything, I respect it. But you better not call shit the rest of the game. And they yeah. didn't do it. I was fully expecting them to call something stupid yeah. on the abs after letting everyone get away with boarding and tripping. Like, that one trip on Kadri is clear yeah. as day. It was clear as day. But, but they, they let Landeskog get away with a board. Yep. And so it evened itself out. Yep. Two power plays apiece to have scored on one of them. Yeah, and that was the difference in the game. So I really, like, I want to give the refs shit, but they were just shit the whole game. Yeah, and like, I think it was on purpose. Yeah, and they were shit for both sides. So I'm really not going to complain about the refs. If we would have lost, oh, God forbid, I would have been yeah. fucking irate the whole game. But we won, so I'm going to be like, okay, it was it was a fairly called game. And is that biased of me? Absolutely. Yeah. But you're listening to the Tell It Abs It Is podcast. So Yeah, we were just at a watch party yeah. in Colorado in Ball Arena wearing full abs gear. Yeah, you're not really going to get the both sides of the story yeah. here. If that's what you're tuning in for, I, I don't know what you're yeah. doing here. Sorry. appreciate you listening, but sorry. Yeah, um, you're, in the, you're in the wrong spot. 32 yeah. Thoughts comes out tomorrow. Yeah, so come check, go check that one out after you listen to us. But what, let's, let's break down the whole game. Let's break down the whole game because... For a three-two hockey game, which kudos to you, you nailed the you nailed the score right. You just didn't get it. I, in said, I said regulation, but you nailed the score. I lost all of my bets because yeah. I said regulation. You're all good. Don't worry. Welcome to like gambling. Uh, I won one because I just had straight abs money line. There you go. Well, you won some. Just just as a backup plan in case they won in overtime. Yeah. So I lost did. about five dollars. That's all right. Nothing too shabby. I think I'm down like two hundred tonight, but it's okay. I will trade that money for a win every time. Yeah. So um, we'll go to the first period. The first period... First, I, before, first of all, before we jump into the game, the atmosphere at Ball Arena tonight for the watch party was incredible. It was pretty dope. It was pretty dope. I I had told you on the drive down, the last watch party I'd went to at Ball Arena was Game 6 against the Minnesota Wild back in 2013. That did not go well. Um, so I was nervous going in. 
and now I'm I'm good to go back to watch parties again in the future because, um, yeah, the Avs won in Ball Arena. So I agree, it was a crazy atmosphere. It felt like a normal game. Um, I know there wasn't a game played, but being four rows off the ice is still a really it's cool still experience. Like, it's just kind of cool because I'm so used to being in the nosebleeds and seeing all of the, like, all of the shit go on down there. So it was cool to be down there. Um, it was a great experience, and for being at only $20, it was awesome. The only bad thing that happens when the game ended, they just said, fuck traffic. And yeah, they just, I don't know what they were doing. They just let every pedestrian cross for, like, a solid 15 minutes. Yeah. And so, just completely held up traffic leaving. Yeah, we got stuck in a little bit of a line going on. That's why, I, you know, you take you trade that off every time. Yeah, we'll take it. So, um, unreal atmosphere. I was I was tapping my leg the entire game. I was, I was nervous. Too. Like I I acted like a cool cucumber in the car ride down, and then the game started, and I was fucking nervous. And as we kind of alluded to in the game, it did not start well for the apps. No, it did um, not. <laughs> no, it did not. <laughs> what what the Lightning score in the first 30 seconds? 36 seconds in, Anthony Sorelli scores his third goal of the playoffs. Darcy Kemper's mask comes off, and we're all just like, okay, well, that's no goal. They're going to wave it off. Then he points at a goal. I'm like, what the fuck are you yeah, talking about? We that's learned a new a rule tonight. We learned a new rule, just like we did in the Western Conference Finals. We learned a new rule tonight about hockey that even if a goalie's mask is off, and he's the one purposely trying to block shots... If the opposing team has a scoring chance, they let the play go. Which is utterly insane. That's a Neanderthal rule from like the Why 80s. have the rule? Yeah. Like, a, a, immediate scoring to his mask is off. Let's say Sorelli lifts that puck and hits him in the face. What do we do then? We cry. We They just go, oh, tough shit. We're yeah, not going to blow a play to dead. Suck. Scoring chance. But that... That's a rule from like the 1960s, dude. Like, there's we're talking like the NHL pretends to be like this fucking. I'd, I'd argue they don't pretend. Yeah, to give they a don't fuck about players. They do. don't. They don't. But it's still like very annoying to me. Um, I was confused. The fact it wasn't even reviewed or anything, like truly, like Lightning fans can bitch all they want about the fucking end of the game. If the Avs were the lost, I would not have let this goal go. No, because it's dumb. It was a dumb rule, and I think Darcy Kemper was bleeding. Like he was bleeding from his lip, if I remember right. That was three so and a half how, hours ago. How did his mask come off? A stick got him in the stick face. Stick in yeah. the face. So goalie interference, mask off, double negative goal counts. Yep, it made no sense, man. It made no it's sense. It's a dumb. It it's technically the rule, but given that it is a stupid ass rule, I'm still mad about it. Yeah, it was dumb. Like I wouldn't be shocked. Like, cause. Players nowadays, they're conditioned to the fact when a goalie's mask comes off, the play's dead. Right. Like, we've seen it happen so many times. Even when, like, it happened to the Avs a couple times. I think it was uh, Jonathan Quick. The Avs had the puck in his zone. Hey, and uh, as my dog tries to eat food, um, the Avs had the puck in the zone, and Jonathan Quick just shook his mask off and it ended the yeah. play. Braden Holtby with the Caps was the master at shaking yeah. the mask off and getting the whistle blown. I've actually never seen the play just keep going after the yeah. mask is off. But regardless, Tampa Bay has the lead 36 seconds into the game. And th this was a weird period because I really didn't feel like the abs were that bad. But in the shot chart, it turned out to be 17-4 to Tampa Bay yeah. in the first period. And two of those shots for the abs were shorthanded. Yes. I don't know if there was some stat juicing going on there, but the abs... For at least for the first ten minutes, we're not that bad. No, they had I did some not chances. think they, the Avs were bad at all, and that's what frustrated me about the game. Is like all the broadcasters are saying, "Oh, this game is a complete blowout." Uh, the Lightning are kicking the shit out of the. I did not see it. That I didn't way. see it. I mean, Tampa blocked everything yeah. in this period. They blocked like at least seventeen shots. Shot attempts in the period, I think, were 24-23 Tampa. Yeah, it was close. It was very close. We just couldn't get anything to the net. Nope. And also. Big part of this period, Darcy Kemper makes 16 saves on 17 shots. The only one that beat him, he didn't have his mask on. Yeah. We all talked about Darcy Kemper coming into this game. Can he withstand Tampa Bay? Can he duel with Vasilevsky? He did. He did. He outdueled him. He outdueled him. He had a better save percentage than he did. Yeah. And he, we'll talk about the Lightning second goal when we get to it. But outside of that, he did what was asked of him tonight. He stopped 37 shots. He was great. I mean, he didn't get much work after the first period or as much work, but I really, really, um, 
I really, really thought he was fantastic. And he had a bounce-back game, which we all knew he was going to do. He's done it all season. This was the first game in the playoffs that you can argue he won for them. Yes. Because in the first period, it, it could have gotten ugly. It, but he it made it some really big saves. Got, if this was the same Kemper from Game 3 that's just not making the saves he needs to make, this could have gotten ugly early, and we're talking about a 2-2 series. Yeah, it really could. But Darcy Kemper bounced back, and I thought the abs at the end of the first period, I mean, they killed that one penalty, I think, with like five minutes left. Yeah, and that's um, where they got their two shots on goal yeah. to get it to 17-4 to four instead of 17-2. to yeah. two. but I want you to remember that because after that, the abs, I thought, dominated the game. From yeah, period they survived to the end of the period. The penalty kill was really the first opportunity S- where the momentum. abs like got some momentum going back yeah. in their favor because the special teams in this series has been unbelievable. Yeah. The penalty kill, I feel, has been more important than the power play. Agreed. I know the power play is running at like just below 50%. The penalty kill is on the road in these last two games, one for eight. That's unbelievable. Or Tampa's power play yeah, is one, one for, for eight. eight. I'm gonna yeah, one for eight. I was going to say, yeah, they're seven for eight. And eight. the one that beat them was when was, Frankie it was, was six to Yeah, it, it wasn't a big deal. So I agree. The Avs penalty kill has been fantastic. That They switched it up and went to that diamond. Um, and I, I freak out every time because then the puck gets below the goal line and it's just one defenseman there. But you'd rather have Corey Perry have the puck on his stick than Nikita Kucherov, Steven Stamkos, or Victor Hedman. Right. So it makes sense. Um, but it is still, I shit my pants every time because all it takes is one pass to get over Kale or Devon, and we were talking about Darcy one-on-one. So um, I shit my pants every time, but it was Thank fantastic. Thank you for emphasizing that. Yeah, I, it really, it, I, I should probably go change my underwear. Um, I'm still shitting. Yeah, me too. I'm, but, gonna, I'm cutting that. Yeah. That's so bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not leaving that in. No, no, you're good. Um, I agree that the penalty kill has been fantastic. It's been unreal. And I would argue, like you just said, that the penalty kill has been more important than the power play, which says a lot because the power play in game three was the only thing that kept us somewhat in the game for the first. Yeah, two for three. And in this game, they're one for two. You, which is, it's just so funny that this team could do this all the time if they wanted to, but when it's the regular season. Yeah, who like, cares? This is going to, like, if the Avs do close this out in on Friday, the regular season just does not matter. No, it does not matter like, at all. You just have to, once you get home ice, I could care less. Like, just get home ice. I don't care about a President's Trophy. I don't care about anything. Like, it, it means absolutely nothing. Because if we go back two months yeah, I ago. I mean, how, how do you think Andrew Burnett feels about winning the President's yeah. Trophy right now? He's not even the head coach anymore. He didn't get shit for it. So, I just, it's... It will truly mean nothing because the Avs couldn't have played worse hockey at the end of the regular season. No, they, they coasted their ass off for the last 10 games. And now they're on the verge of winning a Stanley Cup and losing only three games in the playoffs. Right. Like, it, it truly means fucking nothing once you get past it. So, it's not over yet, but this would be fucking unreal if it did happen. Right. Um, so, yeah, the first period ends. 1-0. I mean, getting out of that 1-0 after a, a fluky-ass goal was big. Yeah. Because Tampa, they they outshot you by 13. They emptied the tank. They emptied the period. tank. And I saw I saw one Tampa fan that I followed for a couple of years say, I don't know where you guys are getting this confidence from, but only getting one goal in that period sucks. Yeah. And that was going to hurt us bad. And he was, he was right because from this point on, the Avs just kind of figured it out. They got back to what they were doing in games one and two, and that was forechecking the also, shit out of them. we should mention... The ice in Tampa oh, is dog shit. I so was, bad. I would, did not look forward to making this excuse if we lost, but now that we won, we could say that ice is awful. Oh, it is a slushy. I I don't want like I don't want that job of having to try and keep ice melted in ninety degree temperatures with like ninety one percent humidity. Wow, it is the Stan in June. Yeah, in June, bro. Like, I know, but it is... is the Stanley Cup final. There should I know it's hard. But there should be some kind of standard here. This is a little ridiculous. This I, looked like a high school rink. It was not good. I completely agree, but I, I'm going to give them a little bit of grace because there were a couple times the Avs against the, in the St. Louis series that I, our ice looked rough too. Well, that hurt us more yeah. than St. Louis. It hurts us more, but it's an impossible job to keep ice looking good in fucking 90 degree temperature. So I'm going to give them a little bit of a break, but I agree that ice was... Players were falling all over the place. It reminded me of Lake Tahoe a little bit, except without all the cracks. Right. Um, and the sun. And the sun. That's a big deal. But, like you just said, getting 1-0 at the end of the first period. That, fe- that felt that was big, a win. getting out of, the, out of there one nothing. That was probably the I, biggest contribution that Kemper's had in yeah, forever. I had people texting me being like, oh man, the Avs are getting dominated. I was like, 
I actually really liked that first period. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't out. it wasn't great, but getting out of that one to nothing and clearly just okay. Well, they're blocking everything we're throwing at them right now. Just, and Kemper, I I was encouraged by Darcy Kemper yeah. after the first period. I you, was too. You need stuff to build off of sometimes. You're not always going to beat Vasilevsky every time. Vasilevsky was great in this game. He uh, was. He was outstanding. He was great, and Darcy Kemper outdueled him. But we'll jump into the second period, and the Avs kind of continue the same. I don't know what the final shot count was in the second period, but the Avs, I think, outshot him like 20-8. to 17-9. to 17-9. I was close. Um, so the Avs were getting shots through, and... I forget, was it Hedman or Stamkos who took a hit? It was Hedman interference on Nico Sturm. Avs won their first power play of the game, and it's brilliant. <laughs> they didn't, it didn't leave the zone for the entire time. No, it, it was brilliant. And people were started talking about Nathan McKinnon in this series. Oh, he doesn't have a goal yet, and he's got to step up. His legacy's on the line here, ignoring the fact that he's been pretty good for yeah. most series. People were calling it a drought. Yeah. Three games. For him, that, that is a drought, though, I guess so. In but the playoffs. He gets the, the greasiest goal of greasy goals. He doesn't even use his stick. And this puck gets thrown on net by Rantanen, set up by McCarr. It goes off of Nathan McKinnon's skate and into the back of the net. Just The goals that beat Vasilevsky in this game were garbage. Oh, but yeah. that is what you need in the playoffs. Like I see people like, oh, the goals that they beat him with are terrible. Still goals. Luck goes your way sometimes. You, you've won two straight Stanley Cups. How is yeah. that an excuse? Have you not seen the goals you score? <laughs> And my, my it's thing, not a bad thing. Like, I would argue the Avs have not gotten that great of bounces all series. Not really, like, no. But like, they just haven't. That's just I've we've watched every game, and I feel like the Avs have gotten the bad luck of every post and everything else in the yeah, series. It felt like for the first time in this game, we got a couple bounces our yeah. way. We get this bounce off of McKinnon. We'll talk about the Cogliano goal later. Kucherov hits a post in the third period. In overtime, we hit two posts. We got some bounces against us, but we found a way to break found through anyway. Found and a way. Even after this goal, the Avalanche, they kept their foot on the pedal. Bo Byram had a really bad shift yeah. after this where he passed up on a really good scoring chance to pass to Kadri, who I know I know ended up scoring, but... He's still 60, has 65, 70%. Yeah, yeah, he still has one He's hand playing with game. one half of And the then... Puck goes the other way, and Byram takes a hook against Victor Hedman and puts Tampa on the power play. It was a real buzzkill. Which could have been a really big buzzkill if Tampa scored on it. But again... Well, they almost did remember Stamkos whiffed on that one-timer. He whiffed on that one-timer. Because that was a goal. That was a goal if he gets it. If he gets that clean, he's scoring on that. But he whiffs the avalanche penalty kill, still standing strong in this series. If they do finish this off, that penalty kill is going to go down in history. And it's going to be something that other general managers pay attention to as something they need to... Lockdown in the final, and especially in the playoffs, especially in the final. And even after this, the Avs, they just kept put it. It felt like they figured out Tampa's pressure and how to get around it. Because for the entirety of game three and in the first period, every time someone had the puck, Tampa would get someone in their face, immediately forcing them to make a decision right off the bat. And in this game, it seems like we just kind of figured out just keep going, yeah. keep moving, go around them, get the puck off your stick quick, just get it in the zone, tire them out work the puck around, and it really started to wear on Tampa the longer the game went on here, because like I said, they shut down in game three, we could not move the puck at all, that works for them, it keeps their guys fresh, we kept tiring them out by having the puck in our own zone the whole time, and as we got later into the third, and especially in overtime, you could really start to see it take its effects. Yep, and it's exactly what you just said, and I'm going to be honest, we're going to need to cut that because I did not hear a single thing. No. I, I, I blanked. No, we're, we're going to leave that okay. in. So. I got distracted texting people. I'm going to be completely honest with you. What would you just say? I was just talking about <laughs> Tampa, Tampa Bay's defense in Game 3 and how we figured it out. It too long, didn't read Spark Notes version. We figured it out, and we eventually tired them out before the end of the game. It felt like in the second period... It just that switch flipped, and all of a sudden we figured out just how to get through the neutral zone. Not exactly how to get them to stop blocking shots, but just to get those follow-up opportunities yes. and get them to eventually get something through and get some chances. Yeah. I, they they figure, I don't know if it is it as simple as like just don't hit the guys trying to block the shot. Like is, maybe, is it that maybe simple? Some, I think it's also just like what slowing. what is Bednar saying in the locker room? Like, hey, it, don't hit their fucking guys with your shots. I think it's also just two things. If you have a lane, shoot it. If you don't, slow down. Yeah. Freeze up, fake a shot, pass it, and find a lane. And I feel like that's probably what Bednar said in the locker room and something that they just eventually 
figure it out. If you don't have a lane, don't just shoot it right into their pads. Right. Find a way to get through Vasilevsky and find a way to make him work for some saves. And after that, after that goal... I thought the Avs did a great job with that, and it shows in the shot chart in the second period. I mean, the shot count for the final, the end of the game, I think was like 41 to like... 39-37 Tampa. Yeah, but if you take into account the first period where it was 17-4, to the Avs dominated this game right after the first period. So let's talk about the, um, the only mistake Darcy Kemper made, and I am so glad it came in a win because he was too good tonight to have, to have this to be have the this defining be his moment. Stain. To have this be a stain. Because Victor Hedman, Jack Johnson, who played eight minutes in an overtime game. Not even eight. Seven yeah, and a half. Seven and a half. Um, in an overtime game, which we know what Jack Johnson is. And I'm cool with Jack Johnson not being on the ice that much. Um, he gets beat by Victor Hedman. And Victor I, Hedman... I, did he get beat, though? I mean, he got worked. But he pushed Hedman to the outside. Yeah. Which is, if you're a defenseman and you're not just stealing the puck away, you want to force a guy to circle around the net and throw a little crappy backhander yeah. on the goal. But, I guess that's true. It was but a good backhand. It was it was a good backhand. I don't know what Darcy Kemper was doing. I and, just don't think he was expecting a shot. Yeah, and like we said, at least he won because this would have been a real tough pill to swallow yeah, for this, him. This was a tough pill to swallow at the time yeah. and just a just a bad, shitty goal that yeah. just really should not ever, ever no. go in. Should not ever. And I just, I thought that was the game. I'm going to be honest with you. I thought I we were going to lose. But I, I thought that was the game because I... I just with how fragile goaltender's confidence is, I thought that was going to throw Darcy Kemper off for the rest of the game. I felt bad for a little while, but he made some nice saves before the end of the period. I'm like, yep. okay, he's fine. And I it, think also the thing is, is there's just this balance with Kemper sometimes, whereas you got to let him face something. Yeah. Because if you don't, five minutes after his last he shot, he, let, he just loses his focus and lets in a crappy backhander from Victor Hedman yeah. to give Tampa the lead. Because in the first period, he was dynamite. He was facing 17 shots, stopping all of them, diving across. Like, when he's locked in, he's hard to beat. But sometimes the Avs play too well. Yeah, and they, they play let shots too through. good, and they don't let anything through. And the one thing that gets through, the, the goal that should never go in, beats them like 50% of the time. Yeah, and it was a truly horrific goal. It was bad. Like, we, he won the game and set a record in the process, yeah. as we'll talk about when we get to the winner. But finishes with a 949. Could have been a lot better if he was paying attention. <laughs> Anything better. Like, it beat him blocker side, too. Like, it was, it was, I, like It's just the kind of shot that you never expect is actually going to go in. And it went in. So, yeah, I mean, I thought that we were going to lose after that. I was like, that's just not our night. Like, I, I just really didn't think we were going to have it. And boy, oh boy, was I glad to be wrong. Because um, we get into the third period... And nothing else happens in the second period. Not, nothing of note. Like the Avs got a little bit of chances, but I don't think they they scored to des- or like deserved to score anything. Yeah, I mean they had period. another power play shortly after the it goal. It was great. Got a stamp it was another great power another play. good power play. But you you know you're not going to run it a hundred percent in the playoffs. You still run it fifty percent in this game. You're just under fifty in the series. You're not going to score on every single one. Be cool if you did. Be very cool if you, be did, cool if you did. But just not how it works sometimes. Yeah, just not how it works. It, again, I, I think the Lightning got the puck out twice. Was this the was this the power play that Chernak got hurt on? Yes, from blocking, blocking a shot? A McKinnon shot. So and towards the, and at the end of the second yeah. period, Sorelli gets a stick to the arm from Kalorn. Yep, and it, Tampa's banged up. Like there's no if answer, but like they've blocked a shit ton of shots in this series. They're getting hit. The, we talked about this on last episode. They've played almost 300 games of hockey in less than three years. That's a lot of fucking hockey on these guys. And they aren't young whippersnappers anymore like the Avs. Like, they're they're on the tail end of their prime. And they're getting tired. And they're going to get hurt. And that's anyone... Like, the only player I don't see getting hurt for them is Vasilevsky or Hedman. Right. Because Hedman's a superhuman and Vasilevsky's a superhuman. Victor Hedman's a mutant. Yeah. I don't don't think that guy feels pain. No. I think he was hurt in, like, the last playoff or something. And it just didn't matter. Because he's just that good. Yeah. But they're starting to get banged up. I mean, it's when Sorelli got hurt. I thought he, we thought he tore his bicep. Yeah, I the way he I reacted. Didn't, I didn't see the skate at first. I thought he just fell weird and tore his bicep. Then I saw the replay again. Kaloran got him in the arm. Yeah, probably probably, got che- a nasty probably checked cut. to see if he got cut or anything. No, maybe the jersey blocked yeah. most of it. But he was back for the third period. But I felt good still oh, coming yeah. into the third. The Avalanche had a great second period. I said three two coming into the game, and I said I still see that happening here. But you need to get a goal. 
at even strength, which Tampa has not allowed since Game 6 against Toronto. It's crazy to Two think about. Two whole series. Yeah, it's crazy to think about. Six straight home games without a 5-on-5 five five goal. That is an impressive stat. And I was saying to you by the end of the second period, can we just get one of these goddamn announcer jinx where they just keep showing a stat and it finally breaks? <laughs> and it did. And it did. It finally did off of the garbage goals of garbage goals of all time. Holy shit, what a trash goal. Yeah, it was not Horrible pretty. Horrible goal. It was not pretty. It was a shot from Josh Manson. Is I can go all the way back here. It is a Darren Helm to Classic. Nico Sturm. Sturm is getting this puck nowhere near the net. Nope. Whatsoever. He misses entirely. Goes off of Andrew Cogliano's knee and into the back of the net. Yeah. You could like It took a solid 10 minutes to determine that Cogliano had scored this goal. <laughs> it went back and forth like eight times. Um, Nico Sturm's been robbed of two goals now. <laughs> like, Poor guy. He's, he's got two assists. He's got two assists, but yeah, he's been robbed. Um, that would have been a hell of a time to score your first goal as a member of the Colorado Avalanche. But as it is, uh, Andrew Cogliano, like you just said, gets the greasiest of greasy goals. But that's what you expect at your fourth like, line. That's what you get in the playoffs. That's how you you got to get those bounces, and they've got to be from your fourth line. That's how Tampa won cups. That's how the Caps won their cup in 2018. you got to get these just disgusting garbage-ass goals that are not exciting at all. No skill involved, just throwing a puck at the general vicinity yeah. of the neck, of the net and hitting off of one of your guys who's not even really standing in front of the net. He's like he's a decent distance away from yeah. the net. And Vasilevsky's just looking around like, If it's what any other fuck? player than Nico Sturm, I think that goes in clean. Yeah, but it, it pro- well, he probably just shoots it on net and yeah. it's saved. That's true. That's true. But... Like you just said, it was it was the greasiest of greasy goals, and it's tied at two. And I remember after this, I, did Kucherov hit the post in the third period? It, it was much later in the third, but yeah. yes, for the first ten minutes of the third, it was all Avalanche. After that, it slowly started to shift back to Tampa a little, but they they had the Kucherov post. Other than that, there wasn't too many opportunities where I thought like they were too dangerous. Kemper made a great save on Ryan McDonough. At one point, great third period for Darcy Kemper as well, yep. by the way. It was, almost felt like the Lightning just gave their last push in the final 10 minutes of the third period. The Avs survived it, gave them everything they had, and now we're going to overtime. We're, like I mentioned earlier, Tampa is not great. I didn't I didn't want to say that out loud or tweet that or anything because yeah. I was afraid of doing the, the jinx. But Tampa's not great in overtimes. And the Avs on the road, I think, in history in Stanley Cup playoffs. Pretty solid. Twenty, I think now 27 and 14. And I think Tampa at home is not great. I yeah. think they're like barely above 500 if they are 500 at all. What does that put the Avs at for this playoffs? One loss is game five? Well, we've played the most overtimes of any yeah. team, I can tell you that. It's there's game been, five. There's only been 15 overtimes in these playoffs, which I don't think is a ton. Yeah, so I, I think it's game game five. Against St. Louis is the only loss. Yeah, well, I'm, I know that. I was there. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying to think of who else has even played more than one. The Rangers played a couple. I remember that. I think they played two against the Penguins, and one against the Hurricanes, and zero against. So I think three is the only other closest one. So what are we now? Four and one. Yeah. 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 Because three before this, and now two in this series. So. Four and one in these playoffs. No one else has come close. Yeah. We have six of the fifteen overtimes. Yeah. yeah, I mean that's pretty fucking crazy, dude. Like the fact that we've won almost all of them, and yeah. the only one we gave up was just a fucking awful goal for Tarsi yeah. Kemper. It, it was a truly awful goal, and I that doesn't happen in playoffs where you win. Like usually you lose a lot more overtimes than you win. Playoffs overtime is usually a 50-50 coin yeah. flip. But the thing is, the Avs have so much depth and so much talent. And Speed. they've had rest. Yep. People talk about, oh, rust and rest and everything. The Avs have swept two series, and they swept the Western Conference Final. Now you're starting to see the difference of wear and tear and injuries versus a team that has gotten rest and has gotten reinforcements back yep. with Nazem Kadri and Andrew Cogliano. Nazem Kadri, by the way, you might have heard, scored the overtime winner yeah. in this game. But even before this... Tampa had a few chances that were somewhat dangerous. I didn't really think there was one in particular. I was like, oh, man, that was close. The thing like the Hagel one where it hit Kemper in the mask is the only one where I flinched. Yeah. I was like, eh, eh, I don't like that. The Avs had a lot of good chances. Lekkinen hits a post. Byram hits a post. Vasilevsky makes a couple big saves on Landeskog. The puck is loose several times. They could have won this yeah. game seven times before Kadri eventually scored the winner. Could have. 
<laughs> the the Bo Byram one is the one that hurt me more than anything. That's, that if that one anyone deserves a goal. That would have been awesome to see for Bo. He had a rough game in this, but he did. But I, he could have, he could have, um, he he could have scored two or three times in this game. And I t- tweeted that before the game. I'm wearing Bo's jersey right now. He's so due for a goal, it's disgusting. Next season, he's going to be cashing in on those yeah. a lot. He could legitimately score above ten, maybe fifteen. He really could. But he hits the post. Was it Val or Devontae hit the post, the first post in overtime? Oh, I forgot about yeah. that one. Yeah, Taze hit the post. Or no, it was Taze deflected by Lekkinen. Yep. So I'm, we're talking about the same thing. Taze shot deflected by Lekkinen, hits the post. Was the Byron one first? No, it was the Taze one because the Taze one went off Kalorn. Remember, it was off a faceoff and it went off Kalorn and hit the outside of the post. And we laughed because Ray Ferraro said that, oh, Vasilevsky makes every I th- no, save. I, I think that was in regulation. No, that was definitely in overtime. Are, are you sure? Yeah, 100%. That was definitely in overtime. I must be going crazy. Yeah, no, no, you're good. That was definitely an overtime because I remember um, that happening. Because I remember the oh, you, you know, I think we're talking about the same thing. Regardless, yeah, it went off Kalor, yeah. but the abs hit the post, and it was just fucking brutal, dude. Um, so I just um, yeah, two pings in overtime. So we're both talking about yeah. the same thing. <laughs> Regardless, great radio there. Yeah, but this game, I I said last episode, this is going to be the best game of the series. It and was. I said it's going to be a one-goal game. The team that gets luckier is going to win. Yep. The Avs got luckier than Tampa tonight and wore them down throughout the game. And in overtime, Tampa did not have the legs to compete anymore. Eventually, Kadri breaks through, gets it underneath the arm of Vasilevsky, scores a goal that nobody saw. No one saw that go in. And the Avalanche are coming home for Game 5 of the Stanley Cup Final with the Stanley Cup in the building. They can win the whole thing. On home ice. It's crazy to think about, dude. It is absolutely crazy to think about that. We have the opportunity to win the Stanley Cup. And even if you don't, you have three chances to do this. I know Vasilevsky elimination game is unbeatable and everything. You have three shots at this. Yes. And three. If, even if you blow both, you have game seven in your building. Your home ice your fans, where you have been successful all playoffs long outside of my initial two cursed games in St. Louis. Yes. That curse is now broken because <laughs> they lost a game that I was not at Ball Arena for and then won a game I was at Ball Arena for. <laughs> so you can't tell me anything anymore. Not yet. We'll have to see. No, it's broken. If they lose, it's not my fault. You can't blame me. I don't blame you, but we'll, we'll have I'm to... Not, no, I'm not saying you. I'm saying everyone who tells everyone me who to, else, to but... fly home. But... Yeah, you got the win. We're back. Um, I'm still just in shock, dude, that we won this game. And we have a chance to win the fucking Stanley Cup. We've talked about this all year. We're literally this one win away now. This is it. One win away. We are one freaking win away from winning the Stanley Cup on home ice. And like you just said, we have three chances to right. close I've this said it's, out. It is hard to beat this team four times. They have to be in three they times in a row. They have to be in, in three times in a row. Times and Tampa, in Denver. Tampa is a great team. I'm not counting them out at all. Oh, it wouldn't shock me in the world. It would be the most abs thing ever to lose game five and then win game six on the road. Of course. It would be the most abs thing of ever. Of course. But that's the thing. Even if you lose game five, they got to win another one at home. And then they got to win one. in a hostile-ass building in Game 7. Correct. And also, the ice and ball arena is better yeah. than it is in Tampa, and that favors the Avs a lot more. Hey, everybody. Hope you've been enjoying this episode so far. Interrupting to bring you a word from our sponsor at DraftKings Sportsbook. Hockey fans, the pursuit for the Stanley Cup is on, and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, has an unbelievable offer for the most exciting playoffs in sports. New customers can bet $5 on any team to win and get $100 in free bets no matter what, win or lose. All you have to do is bet $5 on any team to win, and you get $100 no matter the result. It is literally free money. And if that's not enough, if you're looking to turn a small bet into a big payday during the playoffs with DraftKings Same Game Parlays, you can do just that. Create your own parlay by combining multiple bets like which team will win, how many goals will be scored, and more. It's your shot at an even bigger payout. Best of all, DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your funds whenever you want at your convenience. So what are you waiting for? Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Bet $5 on 
any NHL team to win and get $100 in free bets no matter what. That's code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Now, back to the episode. This has this game has the chance. I think it's going to go a lot like Game 5 against St. Louis where the abs are going to come out flying. Um, they're going to get an early lead, but I don't think this time they choke. I'm going to go 5-2 with an empty netter. I think that's a fair guess. I'm going to go... I'll go 4-2. I'm going to say they're up 2 to nothing after the first period. Yeah. Tampa storms back a little bit, makes it close, makes it interesting. They get a, a late goal and then an empty net goal to seal it, and we're all out partying at the end of the night. Yeah. Uh, I think 4-2 is a good guess. 4-2, I think, 5-2. I think it's 3-0. Lightning get 2, and then the Avs get the empty netter to win 4-2. Because it wouldn't be a clinching game without a yeah. little bit of a heart attack. It definitely would be. There will be no peace in this None. game. It will not be a 6-1 to one win where you know they're going to win by the end of the second. This will be the most stressful game of your fucking life. It would be hilarious if both your times you've seen your teams win the Stanley Cup, they win it in five. That would be very funny for it you. It would be very funny, but, but not going to get ahead of myself. Yeah, not going to get ahead. I really do think that the Avs are they are going to get it done on Friday. I agree. Get, getting this win, because I believe they were going to win game five regardless. Getting this win sets you up to finish off this series because you've done what other teams have not been able to do to Tampa, and that's really have them up on the ropes and really like, shit, we got to really pull this back in, rein this back in, and beat a team three times in a row, let's face it, is better than us. The Avs are better than Tampa. Tampa can still win this series, but the Avs are the better team. Yeah. And Tampa's never had to face this before. I was, I was even wondering, when was the last time Tampa was down 3-1? to one? It couldn't have been in this run. Were it, they down 3-1 against uh, no. Chicago in the Cup Finals when they won in 2015? Was that 2015 or 2013? That was 2015. Because I they, know that the Blackhawks won in 6. I think, no, I think it was 2-2 at that point. So I can't, I can't even remember the last time they were down 3-1 to one in a series because it wasn't obviously in any of these runs. The most yeah. they've been down is 3-2. to two. I think that was this year against Toronto and the Rangers. Yep. Not the Rangers. What am I talking about? Last year, they... I don't remember them ever really being down. They just got pushed seven by the Islanders. Yeah. And in the bubble, they were never close to... They were no. down one nothing to Dallas, I think, and that was it. One And one nothing to Boston. And obviously, they got swept by Columbus. That was 3-0. But I'm just, I can't think of one. It was 2-2 against the Caps. Yeah. 2017. I think it, the only one I can think of is against Chicago because I know Chicago won it in six at home. Yeah, but I think they no that that was two two. I'm remembering that. Yeah. Now. They won Game Five in, in Tampa, Tampa and then they because Bishop six. had that awful turnover in oh. that Game Five. Yeah, your your memory's better than mine. It's not. I promise. This is the only thing I can remember. <laughs> so we uh, we're gonna we're gonna have to. Um, Get prepared. I'm excited to watch NHL Network again. I've been watching replays of NFL games because I just I couldn't watch NHL Network suck off the Tampa Bay Lightning anymore. So I'm going to enjoy the fuck out of watching some NHL Network yeah. and talking about a win. I'm sure they'll still find ways to bitch about the Avs, and I just can't. Wait. I'm sure they'll call it like, "Oh, it's a disgrace to the game," yeah. or whatever. That the too many men on ice thing doesn't matter. Doesn't, doesn't matter. matter. Doesn't matter. We we are one win away from winning the Stanley Cup. And also. I should mention this. I figured out the jinx yep. for me in Ball Arena. The problem is, when I'm at home, I have my phone to the left of me on the charger facing forward. And I didn't have this at the game, but I have my headphones to the right of me. I realized, wait a second. I have my battery charger with me. What if I did something wild and just plugged in my phone and had it on the left of me? Cogliano scores. Cogliano Two minutes scores. in this period. And the then, Avs never looked back And then that. we get to overtime, and you're like, I got to record. I got to record my reaction. Every time I've recorded, they've won. The one time I didn't, they lost. Yeah. So we figured out the jinx. Um, and my phone was plugged in. So And your phone was plugged in. So life's good. Um, I just, I'm, I'm still, the fact we could be talking on Friday or Saturday about the Avs winning the I don't think Cup. we're going to be recording on Friday. Yeah, if, if the Avs win, just a forewarning, Griffin and I are going to hit the town. Yeah, um, just a disclaimer. If the Avalanche do win on Friday, the episode will be coming out probably the next afternoon. Yeah. Because we're, we're going to go party with yeah, everyone. We're going to party gonna go, like we won. Yeah, we're going to go hit the town. <laughs> 
and we will simply not be in the correct state to record. We may record a, like one, something funny just as like I'm gonna five f- minutes. like I'm gonna film like what's going on yeah. around us and plug that in somewhere. But just as a forewarning, if you don't see the the Stanley Cup winning episode that night, know it's for a good yeah. reason. Just like many of you will be celebrating our face right. off, and then we hope to see if we win. We hope to see all of you at the parade because we will be at the parade no matter what. We'll give you guys our location of where we're going to be. Um, we it, will dox ourselves yeah, to say hi. Yeah. It'll be... It's going to be a hell... I, Friday can't get here fast enough. I can't wait. It, it could time up perfect where it's like, okay, I don't have to miss any work because I'd get to party all weekend that we won. And if the parade's on Monday, I could just say I'm taking a long weekend. And I get Monday off and then we're back to a normal life by Tuesday. Beautiful. Like, that's, that's reality of what could happen. And we can actually talk about that now because we're one win away from winning the Stanley yeah, Cup. Yeah, we are up 3-1 to one in the Stanley Cup final. It is okay to start talking about what we're going to do if we win this damn thing. Because yeah. it's right there. The Cup is going to be in the building. In 48 hours, we could be celebrating. We could be hours into celebrating this win. Because right now, I'm not used to this. It is 1 a.m. Or no, it's not. I'm look, My, yeah, com- my computer is yeah. still on... Uh, Eastern time. Yeah. I have been very confused. It is still 11 a.m. Yeah, you got plenty 11 of p.m. here. I thought I, I said 1 a.m. here. <laughs> I was like, oh man, this is going late, but it's not. Yeah, this would be like a three-hour episode because we started recording earlier than that. Um, yeah, it would have been a uh, it would have been a hell of an episode. But um, well, there's still plenty to talk about after the game as well because we haven't talked about it yet. The what? What are you giving give, me a look? Give me give me a guess. What happened yesterday? Fuck, what did happen yesterday? Oh, Kill McCarr won the Norris, bro. Yeah, something, I, something small. Just, yeah. a, just a little pat on the head yeah, award for Kale. Holy shit, I totally forgot about that. You can't ask me something 24 hours ago at this I, point, I knew, I knew you forgot because you were at work. Yeah, so no. I, I'm, put, I, I'm putting you on the spot to yeah, make that. But yeah, I we, did that on purpose. We, we're good. Kale McCarr won the fucking Norris trophy, which rightfully so, he deserved it. It was probably the closest Norris bout that I've seen in the time since I've been paying attention to it. Like It seemed like it... Roman Yossi got more vote, first place votes, but Kale McCarr did better. And he got more other votes yeah. than he won. See, Roman Yossi, I think, got left off a ballot entirely. Yeah, which and is I think hilarious. Kale won by 40 points, yeah. which is, in the context of a 1700, is not a lot. Yeah. Like, it, he deserved it. Kale McCarr is the best defenseman yeah, in the NHL. He's the best defenseman in the NHL. Roman Yossi got more first place votes. So that is a home run for me because Kale won. But Roman got more first place votes, so I get to complain anyway. Yeah, which is just oh, you love it. That's why why everyone's here to well, hear me whine. It's the it's the point thing, man. It's just it's like, the point. People we get talked caught about up it in when the we points. had the catfish on ice, guys. There needs to be just like there is for forwards. There's the Art Ross Trophy. There needs to be one for fucking defensemen. Then yeah. we solve all the problems. The, the Bobby Orr Trophy. Yeah. It, it does feel wrong that Roman Yossi's walking out of this historic season with nothing. But was he a first team All Star? Yeah, with yeah. Kale. So, okay. but that's who cares. Yeah, I don't think anyone cares about that. Well, and their paychecks do. Well, their paychecks they do. They get a bonus. But <laughs> yeah. Roman Yossi's a very rich man with yeah. his contract anyway. So, Kale McCarr was the best defenseman in the NHL this season, and I'm glad people were able to see that and recognize. Elliot Friedman said this: they recognize the fact that Kale is unleashed, and Roman is a little more protected in his role yes. from time to time, and that swayed a lot of people. And when you really dig into the stats, it's some. Really not, it's that, not that close, close either. It's just that Roman Yossi scores a shit ton of points. Right, and Roman Yossi finished higher on the heart ballot with than Kale McCarr did, yeah. which I agree with. Yeah. Roman Yossi... He was more valuable to yeah. the Without to the Roman Yossi, the Predators do not make the playoffs. Correct. Without Kale McCarr, the Avalanche are still a very good team. They aren't a Stanley Cup champion, though. Right, exactly. We're talking about that yeah. instead, which isn't a regular season yeah. thing. They're still a great team, but their best defenseman is Devon Tays, yeah. who's great, but... It's not Kale McCarr. Not Kale McCarr. That's nothing. Devontae finished 7th, if I remember right. Was it 7th is what he finished in? I think 7th or 8th in yeah. Norris voting It's pretty well. good for it's him. Pretty I, good. I, th- I yeah. thought he was going to get left off completely, so I'll pick 7th. Yeah. Um, but I agree. Like It does feel like a shame that Roman Yossi had, what, 92 points? Not, like so, I, don't, I don't remember yeah. it off the top of my head. He had a lot of points. but The he, most since the 90s. Yeah. He, he deserved to have a better reward, but he wasn't the best defenseman. The award right. is the best It was defenseman. a tough season to have career years. Yeah. Because Roman Yossi set a record yeah. with his points. Victor Hedman had the best point he total of his career this year and came in third. Yeah. And Kale McCarr 
was utterly outstanding well, this season. Well, Kale is going to slowly creep into the Victor Hedman territory where he's just a Norris finalist every year and they're just going to get fatigued giving it to him. Yeah. So it's good he won one because now it's just like... Because Victor Hedman only has one, yeah. which is kind of a joke. It is hilarious because Victor Hedman, until Kale McCarr, has been the best defenseman in the right. world. And year over question. year, the best. Yeah. But what we're seeing this season and in this final, that Kale has taken that title. Yeah. It's not even a question at this point anymore. Um, Kale McCarr is the best defenseman in the world. He's the second best player in the world, in my opinion. I agree. Don't I mean, let Austin Matthew fans hear that because they'll say Austin Matthews is because he won the MVP. But... Uh, it's Kale McCarr. Kale McCarr is the second best player in the world. Right. Connor McDavid is far I, and away number one. I like the context of if you're starting the league from scratch and you're having a fantasy draft, you pick Connor McDavid number one. Obviously. But you pick Kale McCarr number two. You do, 100%. I mean, Austin Matthews is definitely number three, but... I still... I don't get the love for Austin. I don't think he's that great of a player. I mean, he's the excellent goal scorer. He's an excellent and he's goal scorer. And he's also a fantastic two-way player as well. I just... I think he's severely overrated. This I really hot. do. This, this is as hot as my flurry yeah. tank, dude. No, I just, I really have never been a big Austin Matthews fan. I think he's a crybaby. I think he doesn't show up in big moments. This, I, this um, is the first time I'm ever hearing this from yeah, you. We talked, about, we talked about Austin Matthews in the car. You're like, yeah, he's fine. Yeah, no, I just, I really don't. Like, give me all the shit you want. I, I just, I don't want Austin Matthews on my team. I, I'd take Leon Dreisaitl over Austin Matthews. You mean like as an attitude thing or like as a player? I think it's just an attitude persona thing. As a player, like he, he's good. Don't get me wrong. I mean, like, I, in my opinion, Austin Matthews is one of the most single dominant players in the league. In terms of ability to take over a game, Matthews can do that. On par with McDavid, McCarr, Dreisaitl, guys like that. But I still take McCarr just for what Kale does is so unique. Man, and I, I don't disagree with that. I just think if Austin Matthews wasn't in Toronto, would he have won the Hart and the Ted Lindsay this year? I don't think so. Probably gets a couple less votes. Yeah, I, I don't think so. I, I would have had Shesterkin number it's, one on my it's ballot. It's also McDavid fatigue. McDavid should win the MVP every fucking year, but they just aren't going to do that. Right. It's the same way it was in I basketball. Mean, when they can't give it to LeBron James or Michael Jordan, they can't. Right. <laughs> I would have given it to Shesterkin, in yeah, my opinion. I agree. Shesterkin was the most valuable player yes. in the league this year. Because it's not best. It's most valuable. Yeah. And I would have had it Shesterkin. I would have had Matthews, too. Yeah. And McDavid, three. I don't disagree with that. Kap- it's just... Kaprizov, probably four. I don't disagree. I just think there, there's there's some stuff with Austin Matthews. I just... I, I mean, I, I don't... He, he grates me sometimes. Well, with, just think about this, Okay. The rumor is Austin Matthews is going to get like $15, $16 million on his next contract. It's hard to argue. McKinnon could get that, but he's not going to because he prioritizes winning. And that's the culture they're creating with the Avalanche is that you appreciate winning more than you do getting paid. So good for Austin Matthews. He's going to get paid, and he's going to make that money. Do I think he's ever going to win a Stanley Cup? Fuck no. I think the Leafs are close. I don't, man. I think if they drew anyone other than Tampa, we're not having this conversation. Mm-hmm. Tampa's a tough draw. They're, the Leafs are not the Avs. And the Avs, I really think, are the only team that can hang with Tampa and vice versa. I think if the Leafs lucked out and got Boston in the first round, they would have made a little run. Yeah, I just I don't see Austin Matthews winning one. I mean, it, it's a hot take. I'm, I'll is, probably is it, I mean, this is hotter than my flurry yeah, take, I'll, I will say. It, it, it's hot. I'm not saying Austin Matthews is a bad player. I just... You don't want him on your team. I don't. I'd, okay. I'd take Kale McCarr and I'd take Nathan McKinnon over him 100 out of 100 times. Fair enough. I can't say I would fully agree, but I'd I'd have it McDavid, McCarr, Matthews after that because I just Austin Matthews has the ability to just single-handedly take over a game. I don't I'm not the biggest fan of Austin Matthews the guy. I don't think he's a bad person, but I something about him just Dude, Leafs me. fans are going to find this, and they are going to chirp. Oh, oh the Leafs fuck fans out are going to be upset. Oh, they're going to. Oh, they're going to the chirp us me, while we're one win away from the Stanley Cup. <laughs> Go back to your holes. It's something they haven't touched. Um, Give it them, may yeah, just we'll, be a, that, that, this Matthew stuff may just be coming from my pure hatred for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Maybe that, a little bit. I am. I am indifferent on the Leafs. I, I like them and hate them. I hate them. I I hate their fans. Like I love Dangle. See, the thing is. I exist in a state of flux with the Leafs because when they succeed, no one shuts the fuck up about it. When they lose, nobody shuts the fuck up yeah. about it. Like, I hate their fans. I like Steve Dangle. That's about it um, for Leafs fans. That's about it. And they drive me crazy on the internet. And 
There's, I remember there's one good Leafs fan, and his his at is like Loafs fan. He's a private account, one of the funniest accounts on Twitter. I when the Abs lost to the Leafs eight to three in the regular season, the amount of Maple Leafs fans in my de- in my mentions was absurd. And that that moment, I decided I fucking hated the Leafs. I hated them, and that's where I'm at. Other than Steve Dangle, love Steve Dangle. That's it. Anyway, but regardless, yeah, Kale McCarr won. Kale McCarr, we got totally off topic. Totally today. off topic. It's getting late. Um, but yeah, Kale McCarr deserved the Norris. I, I don't think it's a crazy argument to say he's the second best player in hockey. Right I don't now. Th- I don't think so either. That's how this conversation started. We were yeah. talking about that shit. We're talking um, about fantasy draft. I, yeah. had Math- I had Matthews third, and you said absolutely fucking not. Yeah, I'd probably go- I hate Austin Matthews. He's the worst player in the NHL. I'd go Matthews probably fifth or sixth. Ahead of Dreisaitl? No, Dreisaitl. Interesting. I'd go Mc- uh, McDavid, I'm told McCarr- I'm totally baiting you into clips right yeah, now, by no, the way. No, that's fine. McDavid, McCarr, Dreisaitl. Ahead of Crosby? Mm, uh, I hate Sidney Crosby too. Um, I'd give Austin Matthews ahead of Sidney Crosby. Okay. Um, I'd go McKinnon four. That's an extremely biased take, on my opinion. Extremely biased. Uh, five. I'd probably go. Kill McCarr again. Yeah, maybe kill McCart. No, um, that's tough. Like Matthews maybe makes a case for five, maybe five. In Interesting. My draft. But that's just me personally. Yeah, we'll we'll move on from yeah. this now because we spent too much time about the biggest win in twenty years for the Avs talking about the Leafs. Yeah, but classic NHL media. Classic man. <laughs> NHL. We're official. This is our indoctrination yeah. as media members. Of Maybe the we NHL. get votes. We talked about this on the way down. If you had a vote for an award, would you take it seriously? If I yes, I would take. Oh, it seriously. see, we're totally opposite. I would totally fuck around. I would be well because then I wouldn't have the vote yeah. anymore. And I know, it's not but fun. It, that's an even funnier story. Well, I would sneak in a stupid fifth place vote. Like I would put. I don't know. I'd put. I don't even know what I would do. Like Leaving I would. Roman Yossi off of a ballot is hilarious. Yeah, like that's fucking hilarious. That, that's not something I would do, but. It, if I was able to throw like Eric Johnson fifth or something, I would try it. Tell me that wouldn't be fucking hilarious. Like right. I, that, like someone voted Chris Tanev as the fifth best defenseman in the NHL. That's fucking hilarious, dude. Like I would be that guy who voted like fuck. I'd probably buy, vote Zach Bogosian as the fifth best. Yes, defenseman. and they'd like, say like, oh, just the grit he brings. Yeah, the, to the grit table. he brings. We're, oh, re- no. we're hang rewinding. On, hang on, hang on. If I had a vote, we all know who I'd vote as the number. Curtis one. McDermott. Yeah, I was on, gonna man. say if I was saving that line. Come for on, you. man. We all know who we're voting. If it, if I had a vote, that's that's the number one defenseman in the league undefeated in fights this year that's that's the win so um i'm glad the voters didn't take it like me i was very convinced they were gonna rob oh, kale 100 i think kale was even convinced that they weren't going i to. love the death stare that roman yossi yeah. gave also kale mccarr's speech he's I, just i love this guy he's so the much. goofiest guy man he is just he gives he's off just so lovable he's five years younger than me and he gives off more dad energy than i do he's just so lovable yeah, like, like he's just a goofball I mean, he's what, 23, 24? 23. Yeah, like, he gives off just the ultimate dad vibes, and he just cracks dad jokes. And like, how's everyone doing? Good, haha, <laughs> yeah, yeah, all right. Anyway, thank you for my award. As Roman Yossi just staring daggers, like, this yeah. man has ruined my fucking life. Yeah, like, I just... He took my Norris, he ended my season, he embarrassed me in the playoffs. And I have to see him seven to eight times a year <laughs> going forward. And my team's and on I'm the downward trend. in Nashville, yeah. and he's one win away from a Stanley yeah. Cup. so... I mean, shout out Kale McCarr. We all know he deserved it. My favorite thing, did you go on the Nashville Predators Twitter page after? No, I, I purposely avoided it because I do not care. Reading the mentions was hilarious. All it said was robbed. <laughs> That's all the mentions said. And then there were a couple that like show because they... The Preds did the right thing when a player finishes second for award. They tweeted out a graphic saying, great season cap. And everyone just said, raise a banner. <laughs> it's Second for the Norris. Yeah, raise a banner. Um, so yeah, Kale McCarr's a Norris Trophy winner. This this week could be the week of Kale McCarr yeah. wins the Norris, wins the Stanley Cup, wins could, the Conn Smythe. Could he have potentially, if they win on Friday, could he have the greatest three years or five years of hockey? Because if you go back, he won the Hobie Baker in college, was one game away from winning the national championship. I think that's kind of a dock for him. If he won the national championship, yeah. and then a Norris. Two first-team All-Stars. Rookie of the Year. Rookie of the Year. A Stanley Cup. And we know he's winning the Cup. If the Avalanche win on Friday, he wins the Cup. He wins the He's the most valuable player of these playoffs. All in a five-year span. Yeah. That could go down as one of the And three of them could come in the span of like four days. Yeah. It could be one of the greatest runs of a hockey player since when the Cup first went around. 
like when was that the 1920s yeah something like yeah that. something like that um like it could be one of the greatest five-year runs in hockey history like i can't think there's probably been another hobie baker who's won the con Smythe. i don't know if there has been that could be an interesting trivia question we'll, we'll save that one for we'll later. save that for later but I I think Kale McCarr gets another two to three Norrises in his career. I mean, Easily. If he stays on He's this 23. career trajectory, like people have been throwing out the Bobby Orr comparison. I don't think that's crazy. I don't think so either. I really don't think it's crazy. So I I think you can already make the case he's the best defenseman of this generation so far. So far of the twenty. And I'm, who Victor Hedman in the twenty? I, I would put Hedman in a different yeah. generation. He's yeah. a he's a little bit older than yeah. Kale. The the 2010s was Hedman's generation. Yeah. But, like, who would even challenge Kale right now? Right now? Definitely not Quinn Hughes. Like, Adam Fox, I would think, is the closest. He won the yeah, he won last year and came fifth. He got fifth. robbed last year. Fucking talk about robbed. Kale McCarr got robbed last yeah. year because he didn't play in the fucking games. Um, I mean, Fox won last year and he finished fifth this year. He's the only guy I can really think of that's, like, right there. Yeah, because Yossi's, what, like, 33, 34? Yossi's yeah, Yossi's going to be gone soon. Victor Hedman's going to stick around for a while. Yeah, he'll play until he's 40. He's going to be the next forever. Chara. I, I'd say it's, like, Fox and McAvoy is the McAvoy. guys that can challenge him. I, I think Heiskanen's going to have a huge season next year. Nah, but you know who who the guy who won the Calder this year, Mo Sider, could be. Could yeah. be a competition. He's good. He's good. He's real good. Is he Kale? No, but he's no. good. He's a good player. So... Yeah, I mean, that's the NHL awards recap because for a miraculous reason, even though the Avs were the best team in the league, they only had two award finalists. <laughs> yeah, and Jared Bednard, finalist for GM of the year as well. Joe Sackick. You said Jared Bednard. <sighs> it it's is. all right. It's because you're thinking about the Jack Adams. I am the thinking fact of Jack Adams fucking... and the fact that Andrew Burnett got a yeah. third place and then got fired. Yeah. So well, yeah, he didn't get fired. He just didn't he got, get hired. He got replaced. Yeah, he just didn't get hired. He got kicked upstairs. I do. I think that Paul Maurice hiring is interesting. I think it's going to work out. I would have seen. I think it's weird. It's weird. I would have liked to have seen Barry Trotz go there, but now where the fuck does Trotz go? He might. He's either going to Winnipeg or I think he's just going to take a season off. Yeah, because where did where else can he go? Yeah, Winnipeg's like his dream because it's just a bunch of old dudes. Well, it's also where he's from. Yeah, it's just a bunch of old dudes. So yeah. It would be hilarious if the fucking Oilers made a push for him. Well, they already extended Woodcroft. Oh, they did? I, to, I think today. Oh, like okay. three more years. Right, I like that signing for them. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, he got swept in the Western Conference Final. so And he got outcoached severely. Yeah. But, but regardless. Next time you hear from us, it is either going to be the ultimate celebration or we're talking about a Game 6 back in Tampa. I'm leaning towards the ultimate celebration. Um but until the Lightning are dead and that clock hits triple zeros and the Avs have more goals than the Lightning, I'm not going to celebrate. Nope. because You un- can't celebrate shit. The Lightning are never going to die, and we have a chance to put the nail in the coffin and kill this team. It sounds really dark, but that's the truth. We have a chance to kill this team. And I can't wait for it. Friday cannot get here yep. fast enough. The Avalanche are a win away. From their third Stanley Cup in franchise history and their first in over 20 years. Like I said, it is going to be a long day tomorrow just thinking yeah. about nothing else. I can't wait to be at the arena for Game 5. It's going to be the most amazing atmosphere both of us have ever seen in our lives. Yep. And I can't wait. I can't wait. It's, to... a, it's a once-in-a-lifetime kind of experience if they do win that thing. Yep. And it's coming. It, it ha- We have a chance. And... I've never had more people hit me up for a ticket in my life. I've had three people text me during the recording of the show saying, hey, you got someone to go to Game 5 with? And I'm like, Jesus Christ, man. I haven't talked to you in forever. So we'll see. Um, tickets are crazy. But if you have to buy a ticket, oh, look mm. at how I do this. That's called a seamless transition, my friends. Use SeatGeek, the greatest ticketing app on the face of the earth, and use promo code TELEDAVSITIS for $20 off your first purchase. It doesn't seem like a lot, but... Hey. When you're looking at Rockies tickets, yeah. and the most expensive ticket is around $20, you're talking about you can go to a baseball game for free. For free. But $20 off. I mean, you know, that, And if, you're, if you've got the opportunity to go to Game 5, yep. and you're able to find a ticket, and they're a little too expensive, the best thing you can do is use promo code TELLITABSITIS, save some money on your first order at SeatGeek, or save it for the offseason, go to a couple Rockies games, save it for next season, go to the home opener, doesn't matter. Just keep us in mind next time you buy some tickets. It's the best way to directly support the show. We would both really appreciate it. But you know what I would appreciate more, Christian? A Stanley Cup 
in 48 hours. Yes. I want it more than I want air in my lungs. I almost passed out again after the Kadri winner. Not nearly as bad as game five. I, I felt it coming on there, too. But um, unless you've got some wisdom for us or any more hot takes on Austin Matthews, I think, I think we're all set for I now. I think we're all it. My dog's drinking a shit ton of water as we go. Yep, I think, that's, um, I think she's telling that's our us sign. it's time to wrap. That's our sign. So... We'll see y'all on, on either Friday or Saturday. We'll tweet if, out what if the plan we is. If we win, it's gonna be on Saturday. Yeah. We're just I'm just not gonna get anyone's expectations up. If we win, we are not going to record on Friday no. night. We are going to be partying, probably drunk. So probably let's be somewhere. let's be real. We are probably going to be having the time of our lives. And I'm gonna be real, I don't wanna worry about recording when we just won the Stanley Cup. Yeah, agreed. We'll save it for the next day, probably for Saturday afternoon once we're done. Yeah. And probably done puking at yeah. that point and we'll record probably the sleepiest podcast of our of lives time. so let's do it send these people on their merry way and let's get fucking ready to go let's man. go so thank you all so much for tuning in the avalanche lead the stanley cup final three games to one over the tampa bay lightning nazem kadri in his first game back with the overtime winner he can't script it any better Thank you all so much, as always, for tuning in. Use promo code TELEDAVSITIS at SeatGeek for $20 off your first order. If you want to follow us on Twitter, you can follow me at NHL. You can follow Christian at Christian underscore Belay, and you can follow the show at TELEDAVSITIS. But again, thank you all so much for tuning in. We will catch you all next time with hopefully what will be the, the pinnacle of this podcast with the Stanley Cup winning episode that we've both dreamed about ever since we started. Yes, it could be a dream year. We never top this year. No, like even if we won, I'm getting way ahead of myself. Even if we won next year again, nothing beats the first. Yeah, nothing beats the first, and we'll be, we'll be, we'll be living the dream. We'll be living the dream. So again, thank you all so much as always for tuning in. We will catch you all next time, where hopefully the Avalanche have won their third Stanley Cup. We'll see you guys then. Do your best to get through this day off. We'll see you guys then. Enjoy the game, and let's go, Avs. Thank you.